Welcome to We're Listening, the podcast, the community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Everyone who can hear me, hear me, hear me. I'm coming in from Sweden, virtually though, <laughs> virtually, uh, with a fresh face and a fresh voice that I believe everyone should know, a powerful story, uh, one we're here to talk about today. Ladies and gentlemen, join me in welcoming Douglas Franson to the show. How are you doing, my guy? Hey, thanks, Rob. I'm doing great. I'm doing really good. I've been excited about this. Oh, me too, man. I, I absolutely love your story. So I, I can't even wait to get started. But before we get there, I do have to give you a chance to kind of introduce yourself to the community. You know, who is Douglas? How does Douglas show up? Um, and that kind of set us up for, for how the conversation goes. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, as you said, my name already, Douglas Fransson. I'm 29 years old and I live in Sweden, in Lund. And uh, I have a, a kind of a traumatic past with lots of uh, problems in my childhood. And um, I started to uh, cut myself when I was about 13 years old. And I also did some drugs and stuff on the side of that to ease the pain and to uh, get a sense of relief uh, from the, what was troubling me. Um, and today I'm um, currently working as a peer supporter at the a psychotic uh, hospital in uh, Malmo and um, I work with psychosis clients and uh, help them and uh, I also uh, speak at schools uh, and uh, for hospital uh, educational purposes uh, staff yeah um, oh man so, yeah they're doing it doing it big huh <laughs> <laughs> no I um I remember hearing your story and it and it really got my attention. So take me back. Mm -hmm. Take me back to the first time you cut yourself. Yeah, the first time I cut myself, I was it's uh, in, in the seventh grade. Seventh uh, grade, okay. Seventh grade. I was 13 years old that time. And uh, I had had so much horrible uh, things happening to me previously that I, I couldn't really... I couldn't make up a great sense of the world or, or I, I created a very, a, a very poor image of the world and very poor statements of what's true. And I had okay. lots of poor psychological statements running my show, essentially. And based on that, I, um, I came to the idea that I should try cut myself and uh, I... I did it at first and a friend mm -hmm. was with, with me and he didn't think much of it though. It was like some kind of a joke or something that what I felt at that time really was something that helped me feel relieved or uh, it, it gave me a sense of uh, almost like a satisfactory feeling. Okay. Uh, so where did you, did you, had you ever seen it before? No, I'd never seen it before. I had heard of it only. You had heard but of I, it. Okay. Yeah, I'd heard of it. 
and uh, I just ended up in the bathroom from that yeah. from that point on once every other week or so. And, once every and I, other week was the, yeah, the at, rating that, with that's, you? That's the start. That's yeah, the start. Yeah. The start. So how does how does that work though? Because it's it's not like a something you can hide like alcohol, you know, or or drugs. Yeah. I can I kinda if I get off yeah. by myself and then come, you know, eight hours later, I'm sober. You can't really tell. Yeah. But you're you're showing up with scars. Like what's happening as a child is you're showing up with these scars. Well, I started wearing long sleeved shirts okay. uh, yeah. most of the time in school. And uh, I, uh, I guess I just kind of, I kind of hit it that way very well for a long time. And at the start, it wasn't very big. It was kind of small and it was just almost like scratches really. Okay. And, uh, and you know, at some point in school, some, I accidentally showed the, the upper part of my forearm and uh, they could uh, then they saw these uh, cutting and um, I faked it by saying that I reached into through a bush by trying to grasp grab a football ah, okay and I'm not a sports guy so <laughs> I, I don't know how I came up with that lie but I don't think anybody bought it it, it doesn't look that way when you so, so you weren't an athlete but you were using that <laughs> yeah but I, I think what's fascinating though is how quickly you're coming up with ways to to kind of protect yourself in the sense of what you're experiencing it's even though you had never done it before you're coming up with ways to hide it so it could stay there it's kind of like anything else so to speak is what i'm asking yeah exactly like it's like in normal terms when when people find out about this these things it's almost as if you're getting a punishment following what you've mm, done what and you when done. you get these unnatural punishments to like it's not a really a natural thing to be punished by this by the people around you from your it's not a natural consequence yeah, yeah. so when you get these unnatural consequences the only thing you do is getting better at hiding getting better at laying below the radar wow so after fear receiving of the judgment and yeah, so exactly. in fear of the judgment and all yeah. of that compounding yeah. You just become better at hiding it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Wow. So, so when the consequences are natural to us, like we we just get better at at hiding, uh, hiding these sort of things. And it's the same for people with alcohol; they are afraid of being judged if, if they drink too much, and so they start getting better at hiding it, getting better at when they're drinking, and they start to plan it. And but but after a while, it's going to go overboard. Anyhow, like, yeah. So you also had you experienced as you said earlier, some uh, misusing of, of drugs throughout your yeah. time as well. So yeah. if you, not that again, I'm, I'm not trying to paint a picture. I'm just trying to get more of an understanding. Um, how was it with drugs? Was it similar to the cutting? Was it different? Was like, how was it? Okay, so, so the drugs were a bit different because I mean, from them I got a high. Uh, okay. Like I, I got really creative, I got happy. The world felt like it was in colors. And, and I felt that I, I could do so many things that I were afraid of before. Okay. So when, with the drugs, I gained something extra. It was a relief as well from what was troubling me. But at the same time, I really got, 
I really got interested in singing and uh, I got interested in doing creative work like writing and painting okay. and uh, and stuff like that. So that was a bigger hook for me. The drugs right. were, it was so much more alluring, what do you want to call it? It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I and I asked that question not to, to highlight the, the behavior or try to paint a you know negative picture or anything, but I really want listeners to be able to see and and become aware of how things kids or youth who are experiencing these things would be expressing themselves mm. you know so a kid in a in a environment that's normally pretty human and hot wearing long sleeves is an mm. indication for parents and loved ones to probably ask some questions um mm. some kid who's not athletic talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah. scratches on my arm for me playing yeah. football and you know they never played sports is an yeah. indication for someone to start listening. And 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 also what you said with the drugs, mm. a kid who's usually sheltered in now all of a sudden with that renewed confidence and exploding on the scene yeah. and wanting to sing in front and dance and do it is an indication. Again, not that either one is right or wrong about the experience, no. but it's, oh. it's, it's something to be aware of. So absolutely, I, absolutely. I, I appreciate and you, you being so open with that. Yeah, and also the, the the earlier signs that that like I can look back on when I was younger than before this started, there was always conflict with everyone. I mm, was uh, okay. making a lot of troubles in school, never listening to the teachers, and I was always in constant conflict with everything. And I wanted to just push every like I, I wasn't able to be, be communicated with. Okay. Uh, so, so that's also like some warning signs, these constant struggles and conflicts and always making these, I'm not saying it has to be um, yeah. uh, this, that this has to be like by rule this, when this, when you see this behavior, this is what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. Uh, that's what, but, again, that's another part of what I love about your story is like, given that, and this would be audio only. And I hope, I hope I can find a way to share um, pictures and stuff because I want people to see because that was very captivating for me now giving the smile I can see on your face <laughs> you know like giving the way we laughed and joked when we first talked on the phone I was just so in awe man of of how you went from that state of suffering to now you know as a result of this understanding so kind of yeah. walk me through when things started to feel better for you yeah so uh, uh, this is after spending several years at different rehabs uh i ended up northern like not really middle sweden northern parts okay still north for me uh so and, you're uh, in the hold on i'm sorry interrupt mm -hmm. i just want to get right context so you're in treatment facilities yeah, right now for drugs or for cutting or for both or just behavior both. or what for both okay both. got it yeah. all right so parents are where you're, my you're... mom is living here in lund uh, okay. She was living here, and uh, my dad is living at uh, another city called Jönköping. Okay. Um, but it's so, no longer a secret, is what I'm asking. No, it's not longer a secret. Got it. No. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was at a, this treatment facility in uh, like northern parts, and um, this place was located in the middle of the woods. And this treatment facility had lots of different therapy styles and they had different activities you could partake in. And, uh, but I really loved the solitude of this place. And I was, every single day I went for a walk through the woods 
and I had like my little specific route that I usually walked. Mm-hmm. And um, at one one day when I'm taking this my usual walk, uh, all of a sudden it's I go from having like a pretty pretty calm uh, a pretty calm state of mind. And everything just snaps in, like my, uh, the, the craving to, to take drugs came in, my fear and anxieties about what other people thought of me, how other looked at me, how, you know, the fear of being judged by others, the extreme fear of, um, you know, being hurt, being wounded, being abandoned, everything came onto me and I was almost like I could hear voices in my head talking. And I was just nowhere in control of any of it. And it got so, so intense. It was almost like a veil was being pulled down in front of my eyes, a black veil. And, and I, I just took a sudden stop and sat down. And I leaned towards like a stone of sorts, a bigger stone in, in the woods. And, I, and I, as I sat there, uh, I kind of tried to push it away. It was to no avail to push it away. Yeah. And so I, uh, I sat there and I said to myself, I, I will not move until I have found out the reason that's causing this. Why do I feel this way? I will not move until I have found why this is, ha- what, what's going on and what is this? Why do I feel this way? This is, so this is on your walk, what you said to yourself, yeah. like, yeah. I ain't moving. Yeah, I am okay. moving until I found out what, what this is and what's happening. Okay. And so as I'm sitting there in the woods, you know, I'm starting to questioning things. But, okay, so this fear about that, what, what is that? Oh, yeah, that is, uh, yeah, well, it means this and that, 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 that. And I just kept going with asking myself these questions. And after a while, I ended up with, well, that's just a thought. But, okay, so what is a thought? Well, a thought is... Yeah, well, it's, it's this thing that I experience. It's, 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 it's a thing that I can experience. But yeah, but what is an experience? Well, an experience is, uh, uh, well, an experience is, and I just found myself short of answers and I just ended up in seeing what was taking place. Yeah, the awareness of... Challenging your thoughts and seeing not being exactly. them and yeah, the experience exactly. of now. Exactly. Oh, yeah. and, and seeing the process of these questions taking place as well. Okay. So not even being the questioner anymore. Yes, absolutely. Uh, You're just watching this whole thing go yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> all of it. And I was yeah. like, holy, sp- wait. And I just went straight back into my memory and I could see all these difficult childhood memories that I've ever had in my entire life. And I could see them on a screen. screen. I've yeah. always been the watching entity if you will yeah. but not, it's not really even an entity the or in watching. the movie you've already been, you've always been in the movie exactly i've been yeah. a, i've and been so a, you never even terror. knew people were watching it on screen yeah exactly you've, yeah, you've yeah. Been, yeah okay i like that i love so, that uh, and i realized that and at that point in time uh, just an enormous amount of of just love came over me yeah because i realized that that nothing had ever been wrong nothing had ever been happening at the wrong time nothing had ever been bad yeah it's all been good and it's all been just about the way it should be 
and I find myself at a at a complete peace with with everything. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. And from that point, I just kept sitting a while and I just started, you know, but what is this coming from? What is, what is this then? If, if, if all of that is just thoughts and I can watch all of it, then what is it? Yeah. Well, it is, at first I said, it's me. It is me. It is, it's what I am. And then I came up with this, this lovely line of, of, uh, of, of life. That everything is just this, this life. And underneath all, no matter how emotionally effective someone might be or how emotionally unstable someone is or how tough someone, you know, and they try to hide. Underneath all of those layers of personalities, there's always this soft, sweet spot of just... Yeah. This, this love the universal and, energy and love that, yeah, that yeah. we all are created in exactly yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. light is always the light this, i like it yeah, yeah this soft pure light underneath all it's always there um underneath all of that and in that moment i i i opened my eyes and it was like the first time i had ever seen anything it was so everything was so fresh yeah. Like the 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 spider the cobwebs and the spiderwebs and the, the everything <laughs> was it was like having an, an a shining aura around it. Yeah. And the, the the straw of grasses and I just started and I just burst out crying. Burst out crying. Because it was so yeah. beautiful to see that image after going my entire life almost you know having these suggestions and everything. Yeah. The way that I looked at life, have all to have all that washed away. And then open your eyes. That was a truly amazing experience to have. Just being. I could, I could feel it on I'm you, man. So appreciated for <laughs> I everything. I could feel it on you, man. Every time I talk to you, we talked a few times. I could feel yeah. it when you when you express it. Yeah. Um, which, which makes the way I feel it. I mean, again, I'm just getting it off of you, but that has to make all the difference when you go into these these places where you coach and you help people now, because a large part of the problem, man, is fighting that I'm broken, fighting that I'm being judged and fighting that I'm wrong. Mm. And here you are showing up with the story mm. and with the unconditional love and with yeah. the, the, the compassion that they need to heal, holding the space. So tell me a little bit about that. How do, how do you feel this understanding helping your work? It helps me tremendously because I don't, I mean, I have colleagues and they have, all forms of problems and issues when they speak to their clients or to the patients. And, and uh, I just find myself looking past all of that. Yeah. And it's so much easier. Like even if they're in a psychotic state, you can, you can get to what they are. 
instead of hanging around in what they believe they are and, and every, you know, so coaching for me recently has just become so much easier as I realize that it's, it's, it's literally just another form and state of being yeah. uh, to, to just work so much more effortlessly with knowing that underneath their, all that stuff that they're talking about that makes them worried they, they, they are this light. They're yeah. just this, uh, the same, the same stuff. They are also aware. And I always ask my, the patients or the clients I'm talking to, like after they share their problems, I just go, are you aware of that? And just that question of answering, yeah, I'm aware of that. Oh, okay. So when you're aware of that, what does that mean to you? And then they get to explain their experience and more than ever, it kind of starts to fade as they're explaining it. And they, they, they find themselves in positions where they tell me what they want to do or what they like to do. It's like, well, okay, so let's do this. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever that happens to be, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Getting them to see themselves, man. Exactly. that's, That's probably one of the most beautifulest things. I've ever experienced in my life is just getting yeah. someone else to see themselves and how, yeah. how magical they are. So, yeah. man, well, Douglas, I want to do this, man. I want to open it up for you. Uh, you've been mm-hmm. sharing your heart the whole time, but I want to give you the floor um, to kind of just tell us where we can find you, one, if we want to hear more of your story. Yeah. Uh, but two, share your heart with the community, man. Um, again, I, I'm, I want to thank you so much for, for sharing this. Because I, I want to use this also for a resource for the 3P UK Youth Conference yeah. uh, that'll be here soon. And any other youth or parent who has uh, youth going through things like this, I, I just thank you for sharing this experience. So we have some information to, yeah. to come back to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that information that we come back to is even giving this yeah. that you still, uh, you know, have an opportunity to change the way you experience your life with this understanding. So. Absolutely. Thank you again, Douglas. And uh, the floor is yours, man. All right. Thanks, man. You can find me at Facebook, Douglas Fransson. Um, or you can find me at uh, Mitt Liv Nu on Facebook. And you can also look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, same name, Douglas Fransson. And you can always contact me there. And there are emails, but I think they'll be shared in the description. Uh, they can be tricky to understand. Okay, so what am I going to talk about here now? I'm going to talk about these different different layers and 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 how I'm going to I think I'm going to talk about how how we might share psychological suggestions without thinking about it about what's real and what's true and how extremely easy it is to fall victim for for the group and maybe what other people say is the truth and we never really quite learn how to question authoritative truths. We, we like to think them as authoritative truths about, it could be about simple things in your life, such as uh, how to tie your shoes. Why do you do it that way? It can be other truths, bigger ones, as uh, it's, should, it should, it's hard to quit smoking. And that's, that's psychological. If you buy psychological suggestions as such, you're giving free marketing to the cigarette companies, essentially. <laughs> you can see it as such. And um, I, I want to spend some time 
encouraging people to, to challenge truths that you might hear. I know for ones, uh, people, I've heard of people that they, they work with cleaning and, and repairing like dryers and refrigerators and stuff like that. And they have these insights and they're perfectly fine staying at their job. And they don't engage any time or effort in, in teaching or preaching about this or anything of that magnitude. And that's perfectly fine as well. Um, I've heard some people say that it's a responsibility to be given unto us that when we know these, these insights that we would have to go out there and teach everyone. And I'm, um, I'm looking to, to challenge, to have people challenge truths in their lives, um, why they do, what's true for them, how it affects them. And they start to look for that inner place where where they can just re reside in their own pure natural state of being in this this light and this this peace which is currently everything that is all the false facades that people can build to uphold their identities they can write 15 books about a subject and they don't still understand it <laughs> It's, I mean, you could, you, could, you could support a facade and an identity in, in numerous ways. Um, so I would like to, to, to have people looking, looking behind their own facades to see what they find and uh, allowing and letting in all that is. Uh, there isn't a problem with the way you're thinking. Your problem is not the way you think. It's not your thoughts that it's, it's the problem. Uh, it's not the way you feel, your emotions. They're not your problems either. That's not the way it is. There is a certain a truth that says that, oh, fix your thinking, everything will be fine. But there is always going to be a room for the next black sheep. You will just replace uh, replace your black sheep for a new one. It's like a multi-headed hydra that Hercules fights. You shot, you cut one head off, a new one pops out. But two one pops out or three one pops out. So to have a good look at at the way you identify yourself, your personal story, what's true and what's real, and see if you can find out about the process of seeing that goes on behind every single thing that you've ever experienced. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new fresh voice in the principles, Send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.